welcome to the Pixel Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Ethan. Hey! And Ricardo. <laughs> who is plotting something diabolical. <laughs> you thought the grave could stop us? Because <laughs> yes, that's what as, happened, as, right, Matt? As you recall, well, as you recall, last episode, uh, we, we killed... We committed. A su- there's a suicide pact that we all agreed to. Mm, yes. If you didn't, if you don't remember that, listen to the last episode. Also, listen to all the previous episodes and yeah, five well, star not, rate us. Yeah, on if you're gonna, iTunes. If you're gonna know the story, you gotta know. You gotta know the backstory before. Don't just listen. Don't just jump right in on this episode. You Go can't ahead. fully appreciate all the work and thought and effort we put in this podcast. Yeah. Without knowing the context. You can't just, just wander into the middle of a movie and be like, this movie looks stupid. It's yeah. like you've missed. You can't start half like of the movie. season watch, three of Lost and know what's going on. You can't watch episode season one of Lost and know what's going on. Oh! <laughs> you can't have watched all of Lost and uh, and told me with any straight face that you understood fully what happened the entire time. I understand. They both. died. They yeah. died. They all died. Everyone died. They're purgatory. It's oh, fine. well. I guess that was easy to explain. They could have just met that up a lot sooner. <laughs> That's none of the fun, Matt. It's no fun. Gotta have fun. <laughs> I got to. I'm required to. Link could just go and just have, rescue, you know, rescue Zelda and just kill Ganondorf and son. It would have been way Sonic could, as, as, as Sonic the Hedgehog says. He can lock the Master Sword so he can... As, as Sonic the Hedgehog says, gotta have fun. That's exactly what he says. You got it. Let's go it. back to the planet that's as cool and blue as me. How was your guys' uh, um, summer vacation? It was great. No, you know? <laughs> <laughs> went to the beach. How was the big? How was the big game for you guys? The big game. The big game. The big game. The big. You mean, don't don't no don't, don't don't you don't mean, do it. that does it that nope uh, that uh, I didn't watch a second of the big game. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, we're talking about the puppy bowl, of course. Call it, we're talking about. <laughs> The NHL All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I wish Amber was on this podcast for that question, but... Why? Uh, was, oh, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I saw those her. snaps. I was like, what is going on? Here? Yes, she went to quite a party. <laughs> I've never seen belly dancers at a, at a Super Bowl party. Ever? Wait, you seen them somewhere else? What other kind of parties have you been to? No, I, I went to like an Indian restaurant once and they had belly dancers there, but that was that's, like... That's was, a boring answer. I was hoping you'd say well, like... I didn't say it was a good answer. My mom gets I've belly dancers every year. No. Yeah, there was a brass band and belly dancers at the party that my wife went to, but she's not here to describe that story, so you'll just have to li- leave it at that, and, yep. <laughs> and that's all you'll know. So no one else about say anything about the big game? Uh, I can say that, man, that was the biggest choke of all time. Yeah. If I ever saw one. Holy I'm crap. not. I'm not really a fan of either team, but I really don't like the Patriots that much. And, jeez. Yeah, I would say we actually uh, turned off the game at one point because we we're like, ah, let's just watch the Puppy Bowl because it's stupid. Um, and man, it's dumb. But anyway, um, it is. It's dumb, and, oh, and it's, it's the and advertising funny. is it's so. It's not only stupid, but it's dumb. No, it's so, it's hundred percent stupid. It may be stupid, but it's also dumb. Anyway, uh, but then we switched back at one point. It was like, oh, let's see the commercials. And it's like, oh, there's a lot more here than just commercials. There's actually a game that has now tied itself together. Uh, I guess we should continue watching <laughs> into, this. Into a knot. The game is now into some As sort you of- can tell, 
Ethan watches a lot of American football, so he they've knows been the married term. in, in oh my matrimony. Gosh, the two teams have tied themselves together. <laughs> Listen, I was also the only one present that had to explain how the scoring in football works. Okay, he has so, scored one of the field goals. Yeah, I, I, I feel uh, I felt very smart that day. Like I had a lot of knowledge. And I he come has here. touched the ball down into the zone of end. That is six points for that team. That is six points. Now he has the to attempt an extra point to get, as they say. An extra an point. Extra point. <laughs> or they could go for the two-point conversion. Anyway. Which they did twice and did it twice. And got it, yes. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was a good, that was a good game. It's a good game. Oh, boy. This was entertaining. And then, you know what? Here's one thing I thought was funny is um, the mechanic of overtime in football. Is broken. Garbage. It's, it's the same as it was in Overwatch, which everyone complained about. Like, yeah, crazy. They, they, then they've... Then they kind of fixed it in Overwatch. They did, but the NFL a little bit. It's nope. still a little bit messed up, but but it actually, th- believe it or not, this is actually the second iteration bet- of Overtime. Yeah, it's a better version than it used to be. It what used to be it? sudden yes. death, one hundred percent. So even um, if you kicked a field goal, it would just be like, oh, it's yep, over. That counted. That's stupid. Yeah, which is really dumb because it's really easy to kick a field goal. In yeah, that, in at least in like football. a drive down the yardage like takes. You know, effort. they should. Well, so college football does it better, which is that both teams just start on the 20 yard line of the other. Like they start on the other team's 20 yard line. So they're they're already close to the end zone and then they score. Right. Or they don't. Whatever. You know, it's like penalty kicks. It's just can they score? Yes or no. OK, then the other team gets the same exact chance in the 20 yard line. I, again. And I, if they I can tie, PKs, if, man. if they can tie, then it keeps then it keeps going to the next round. I feel like penalty kicks are more fair than like one team has possession and then just goes for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I hate PKs too, but hey, man, it's a coin toss. More fair, coin toss, bro. Yeah, well, that's that's all. That's all. They won possession fair and square, bro. Stupid. Well, to be fair, like again, to be fair, dice rolls. The freaking Falcons choked. Yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't have lost that game by anything. They should have won that game by twenty-five points. So you're right. Well. That's our football analysis for today. Yep. <laughs> You'll never hear that again, people nope. who Boom. come here listening about video games. Tough acting to acting. Guys, just uh, like we always do here, we uh, we listen to we uh, we talk about beer every we week. We listen to beer. We listen to the beer and we hear what it has to say. It says and then we fizzle, fizzle, it. pop, pop. Well, we did that one week when uh, Ethan got the same beer. Uh, <laughs> we introduced the short-lived pixel podcast character of uh, beery that's true you're right <laughs> oh gosh i don't remember that already i've forgotten <laughs> it was like two weeks ago yep go back audience go back Audi- and listen well, you to should that have episode. already done that we told you earlier to go back and listen to every episode so if you're well, listening in now case, but they're probably like give me a good reason well here's your good reason <laughs> Go back and listen to the short to to Beery, and then also listen to the episode where the uh, Angel City Logger was brought the first time, and then from there just listen to all the episodes <laughs> backwards. Uh, backwards. Listen to all the episodes in alphabetical order from their ooh. title. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be a very interesting actually. Numer- we numerals doing first. No, well, so uh, every episode is called episode blank, so that doesn't episode you know number, so that doesn't count. I'm okay. talking about the I'm talking about the, the words after that. How I I after title the colon, the right? Yeah, after the colon. Always after the I, colon. I think that might be then 
the episode titled "A Bowl Full of Beer." Yeah, or a bowl of beer. Are, are you trying to? Are you trying to like look at the list of episodes right now? To- no, I, I'm actually just looking at our uh, Facebook. Ha- excuse me, not Facebook hang, but <laughs> Google hang screen on full screen, and I saw Ethan uh, just typed in BRB. I don't know what that means. Uh, well. As, as many of our guests know, we usually bring a beer every week, but usually we're in the same room every week, and as you just alluded to, we are not in the same room today because, as I mentioned last week, I am away on a work trip for a little while, so we are doing an online podcast today using using that internet online. <laughs> Their, Ethan's roommate is laughing loudly in the background of his... Uh, let's see if we can... Let's, 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 let's listen in. Let's listen to... Oh, they got quiet. I can hear them. I can, I can hear them very barely, but I don't think it's going to pick up on the mic very well for the audience. Yeah. Uh. So, Ricardo, since we didn't it's a bring whole a beer, new game with us not being in the same uh, room. Since we didn't, yeah. All you, kinds of shenanigans Ethan, can happen. Earlier you were like, I'm going to look at Twitter and you won't be able to know. But Ethan's just like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> just, yeah, he just was like, I'm straight up going to walk out of the room. Uh, Where normally, this and this is a little a bit of the oh, uh, inside baseball, how the sausages. Huh? Yeah, a little inside baseball, how the sausage is made. Uh, oftentimes throughout the podcast, somebody will leave because as... As you uh, alluded to, we're often drinking beer, multiple beers, and so you know we just we gotta we gotta excuse ourselves, gotta relieve ourselves every now and then. So again, a little fun game is to go back and listen to old episodes of the podcast and try to tell when somebody has left the table. Oh, oh, I what? Think. What? Think oh. back? Oh, back. I couldn't tell at all. I mean, Ethan's been here the whole time. Yep, been here the I whole mean, time. Yeah. Um, we didn't so anyway, as I was anything. saying, uh, we didn't bring a beer to share this week, obviously, but uh, <laughs> I hear somebody's opening something, so what you got there, Ethan? Yeah, I have uh, the Green Flash Passion Fruit Kicker. Wow. Ricardo, uh, you didn't uh, you didn't bring a beer, but what you got? I have uh, Layer Cake, which is a wine company. Layer Cake Cabernet Sauvignon. And so that's uh, what I'm drinking. And I currently have a Blue Moon limited release cappuccino oatmeal stout. Hmm. Ooh. Um, so let's go around the table. Well, let's go around the table. Ethan, let's start with you. Well, the passion fruit kicker is a little bit on the sour side, but not that much. It's actually kind of like. I like that. I like a, that already. A, a touch into the sour side. It's not doesn't have that uh, aftertaste that so often accompanies sours, but it has that kind of like beginning bite. Um, it is a wheat ale, a passion fruit, and it's honestly pretty good. Like, it's a pretty good light beer. I, I kind of bought it in the wrong season because I was like, I should get like an oatmeal one. Yeah, I was, it's a good summer drink by, by sounds, Yeah, it's a very good summer drink. It's kind of an eh, winter drink, but uh, it was between this and I think Ballast Point came out with a red velvet that I kind of wanted to try, but I was like, eh, kind of feeling fruity beer. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, the red velvet looked good. Yeah, I might get it next time. It's not their most expensive beer either, so it might be okay to buy a six pack. Oh, when it comes to Ballast Point, that's <laughs> helpful. Jeez, it's it's their prices are ridiculous. It's no Blarmy because the Blarmy is like seventeen dollars, something ridiculous for a six pack. So, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. Passion Kicker, I'd give it about a four. I would definitely buy it again. Probably not in this season, but um, yeah, it's good. Nice. That sounds cool. Uh, I, I would like to try that. So I'll have to look for that somewhere. Hopefully, they have some that nearby. 
that was Green Flash. You said that, that, that yes, one. Yes, right? so that's the San Diego base. So you might have yeah. it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I have. I'm pretty sure there'd be a way to get it up here. Ricardo, how's your Sauvignon? Uh, I don't know jack about wine. <laughs> like, I literally just have this bottle of wine because we had a work function and uh, involving wine, and there was a bunch of bottles left over of uh, whites and reds, and they were just like, hey, do you want to take some of this home? And I was like, all right, I'll take a bottle of the white and the red. And normally, I mean, I, I'm just... I'm a novice wine drinker, so having tried both, I tend to skew more towards the whites, so I finished that bottle up pretty quickly, and I broke it into this one, and I think, I don't know, it's it's a weird thing, like, when I initially started drinking beer, back when I was 21, kids, you gotta, you gotta wait till you're 21. If you're in the United States, of uh, course. If you're listening from uh, abroad, uh, then... Where, wherever it's legal age to start. 20 in Japan. Yes. Damn. 16 in uh, yeah 18 in UK 16 in Germany 18 god damn it, in, in France it's like you know as long as you got teeth yeah anyway when, when's your when's your birthday February the 27th what year what year every, every year, year. <laughs> get out <laughs> but anyway um I think I'm starting to actually not hate wine i think it's pretty yeah i used to it's a, it's i used decent. to hate wine when i was a kid i still I mean, kind of am like younger I, I still feel that way over about like as you said you prefer whites a little bit more and i think that's very accurate for anyone who kind of tries getting into wine because i'm still kind of like yeah whites are good i'll drink a white and it's very drinkable and there's only a few reds mm. that i've been like oh it's just drinkable all the other ones are like i more love potent. red wine mm. red wine's my favorite and I am not. Oh, I am yeah, right with you, Ricardo. I am not a connoisseur of wine at all. I and I am I'm like yes, this tastes like wine. Great, mm-hmm. like, exactly. <laughs> and I yeah, I don't know. I like wine, but I I definitely took me a while. It took me a long time to get into it for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think to me, it's more of a just trying to get used to like. Like, with a beer, you'll get a nice pint glass out, you'll empty it out, and you'll just have this big frosty beer that you'll be, like, drinking on. But with wine, you have to kind of just, you have to go a little bit more moderate on the pour, you have to let it sit out for a little while and stuff, and it's just, and then not necessarily guzzle it down, so. And the thing about reds, too, is that when, with white wines, you're you're chilling them. So, I mean, when, when you chill yes. any drink, that reduces a bit of the flavor to begin with, so... Probably for a lot of people, reds are very strong because yeah, that's true. You're not you're not chilling them, you know. You're mm-hmm. you're having them at room temperature, so that's maybe why. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't hate it, so I guess that's a ringing endorsement for Ray. <laughs> and what about this uh, cappuccino oatmeal that you're drinking? So I, I uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> just was at the grocery store getting supplies, and I was like, oh. This is a cool. I don't. I'm not like. I don't hate Blue Moon. It's like my. It's like my like, kind of like good. Just like kind of generic. Like this is fine beer. Yeah. Of the like of the like macro breweries, Blue Moon is not. It's pretty good. That offensive. It's pretty good. Yeah. But on par with like fine. Samuel Adams sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Sam Adams. Yeah. Too. Exactly. I'm just like yeah. This is. This is not like amazing or anything. But yeah, totally, totally drinkable. It's not garbage swill. So. 
I'll take it. And uh, so I saw this and I was like, oh, this is, uh, this is a cool flavor. I'm not really a big cappuccino fan, but it sounded cool. So I like stouts. So um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's very blue moon. <laughs> if, that, okay. if that makes sense. It's like not nearly as strong or as rich as that description um, describes, which is not a bad thing mm-hmm. by any means. Cause like sometimes you get those stouts and it's just like, Oh, that just tastes like, coffee grounds that you know that mm-hmm. tastes like garbage but um yeah i definitely expected i was definitely expecting a very like heavy like thick stout and it doesn't really it's not quite that it's definitely got the oatmeal stout flavor um with a little bit of cappuccino mixed in um where it's like kind of an aftertaste which is uh, kind of nice and again i don't really like coffee that much but it's uh it, it, it works pretty well um i don't really Again, maybe it's because I don't like coffee, but I don't really taste the difference between the cappuccino and just like coffee, coffee flavor. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because like I've had a lot of coffee stouts and things of like that too. And it kind of just tastes like one of those, but uh, it's definitely good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, turn my nose up at it again. Um, what would I give this? I'd say, I'd say a three. I've had better stouts. It's just not. It's just not amazing enough for me to say it's a four or five, but it's definitely not bad. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So, you you know what that means, guys. It's time for video games. Yeah. Video games. You know, the thing that we always talk about constantly and nothing else on this podcast. No No distractions, just business. That's all we do. That's our motto. No excuses, no no distractions, no substitutes, no promises, no demands. Love is a battlefield. (laughs) This is the pod. This this podcast is just about games, period. Period. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) This is the this this podcast has the most listeners of anyone at the other podcast ever. No, Ethan is the best at Hitman. He's never been caught once in his entire Hitman career. This is true. Period. 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 Ethan, speaking of you, you played some video games this week, which is more than what (laughs) the rest of us have done. No one played any new games. All right, so let's break these down. I didn't play two. I played one new game, but only for a little bit. All right, so let's talk about that game that you played. I'm very intrigued by... A couple of the games that you played here. All right, let's go through the intriguing ones. I know which ones Ricardo's not intrigued by. Um, Fire (laughs) Emblem Heroes, which is a new free-to-play game by Nintendo, featuring all your favorite Fire Emblem characters in a fun, fun free-to-play format. The uh, third mobile release from Nintendo? I guess not counting Pokemon. uh, Yeah, Pokemon Pokemon Go is not there. Second. That does not count... But uh, Mitomo, uh, Mario Run, and Fire Emblem Heroes now. Yeah, so Fire Emblem Heroes is Fire Emblem. You know, here's the thing. I've never actually played Fire Emblem. I want to play it. Never? That's a shame. I know. I've heard they're really good. I've always played Advance Wars, which I know is very similar in the same vein, kind of, in some ways. Also great. Um, But Fire Emblem, I had not ever touched it. So, But I had a basic idea what it is. 
from this game seems designed to be like, hey, you should go play. If you haven't played these games, you should go play these games. Yeah, like, and also it seems like fan service because people really want to yes. get their favorite heroes and be like, yes. oh, cool, I gotta level them up and do all this stuff. Every time you get a new one, it like intros them with a little bio and says like, from this game. Yeah, well, I don't think it says from this game. Uh, it, if you go into the description, I think it says Yeah, that. you might be right. Um, but yeah, the game is a very basic uh, turn-based strategy game. Where you just go and you run your units against other units. You got archer units. You got your, and there's the the holy trinity, which is uh, red beats green, green beats blue, blue beats red, sort of thing going on there. So you got these, you know, overarching ones. That's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, but you see what. It's interesting because because in Fire Emblem, typically it's weapon based. Mm. So uh, axes beat pikes, pikes beat swords, swords beat axes, and then there's like some minutia having to deal with like bows and cavalry, mount like bows, but yeah, bows and cavalry, like ma- uh, like air cavalry, like the the Pegasus knights mm. and stuff like that. I mean, there's some of that still so, where like archers have an advantage to like Pegasus Cavalry, so you can still do like major mm-hmm. damage to them if you have an archer or someone with a range attack. I think it's just archer actually, not range attack. Um, but yeah, so it's it's very basic though, like that's about it. Everything else is like, you get a little bit of, you level up your characters, they get a little more speed, they can move a little bit against the field a little bit more. They have special powers that you can equip. The special powers are kind of basic. They automatically activate after like a certain amount of turns or one of them could be like a defensive ability where you can put it on a friendly unit to give them like maybe an attack boost or a defense boost or whatever. Um, so I mean, the game itself is pretty basic. And here's the thing where, you know, it, it starts to tip into, um, I think I mentioned Summoner War. I meant Summoner's, Summoner's War? War. I mentioned on this podcast that I played for a bit. Uh-huh. It starts to tip into that territory a little bit where there is a button that just says auto battle, right? So you just okay. hit all about oh, no. and your character just goes and they just do the fight and it's over. So if you have one of those boring Don't, battles, here's you, a button to not play this game. Yeah, it kind like, of shows up a red flag a little bit. Um, so I was like, okay, that's fine. Like auto battle, that means you want to like grind out some lower areas. At least it won't make you like do this boring, you know, just murder everyone. Slow turns, it just do it itself. Well, here's the other thing I started reading is I read a little bit more into this game since it's a gotcha game. And gotcha games are all the ones where you have to summon a character and you hope you get the character you want. And each character has their own set of ratings. So they go from one to five stars. You I can, can't hear I can't hear the word gotcha game without being like gotcha. Like, yeah, that's as opposed to I mean that's I, I feel like that's essentially what the game yeah. does, where it's like, oh man, I hope I hope all my hard work and grinding has has gives me the character that I want, and then in the game's like, gotcha, yeah. one star character. <laughs> because the way the summoning works is you get these orbs, and at the beginning of the game, you get like about 20, 25 or so, so that's good enough to do like at least one round of full summoning, which is summoning five different characters. Um, and the thing is, is you want the five star characters. Getting a four star character is good, but and you can eventually upgrade them to five star character, but it's ridiculous how hard it is you have to get um i think it's like there's this currency in the pvp mode which is actually just playing against a computer uh control the opponent with like their own setup of heroes Wait, why is it called pvp i don't know it's called arena so but but they pick like a character to fight against so um anyway you go and you go in there and you can get earn these things called feathers it takes oh god i think it's two hundred thousand feathers to level up from four to five, which obviously five star heroes is the best. Th- at that point, you lose all your stats, everything that happens. 
but like getting two hundred thousand is ridiculously hard. I have maybe yeah, how many? Do you, how many? Do you after get playing for, for about like four or feathers five, or orbs? Uh, feathers. The orbs are how you buy okay. heroes. Yeah, the, the feathers are how you buy upgrade the heroes. Yeah, those are kind of the two start. main currencies. So you can get them. Um, it takes a very long time. I have about four hundred or so. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And you need so, two hundred thousand. I think it's two hundred thousand. It could be twenty thousand. It might be twenty thousand. Either way, it's a ridiculous it's still amount. A lot. Just to get one character. And keep in mind, once you get this character up to five stars, they start at level one. So you have to then go and grind a bunch to get them back up to like a normal level. So. Once I saw that, I was kind of like, hmm, okay, I don't I don't know how I feel about this game. Because the four-star character can get pretty high and do this stuff. Um, but the story, like, there is a story mode. It's not very compelling. It's just basically, it is kind of funny how, you're, how you as a player are a person in that universe. They call you, like, the summoner or something, and they say you're magical. And they're like, wow, you came from a place with, like, cars and stuff? Like, what are those? Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we just need you to help fight this stuff. As they go through like this main villain who's taking control of all your favorite Fire Emblem heroes and put them under their influence. Yeah, I I did play about the first twenty minutes of this game enough to get kind of get the tutorial basically, and it is funny how it's like all the worlds are in trouble. The, the all the heroes are being used against us. We're here to free all the heroes. Yeah, and by free we mean make them fight for us <laughs> instead of the yeah. other guy. <laughs> but even if you beat them, they don't fight for you. They're just like, all right, bye. It's like okay, cool. yeah. So here's the thing that kind of made me go, like even more so, is apparently gotcha games have this thing where when you start playing them, it's customary to re-roll your game. And re-rolling your game is once you go through the tutorial and maybe do one or two story missions, you have enough orbs to do 20 orbs. And 20 orbs is the maximum efficiency of characters you can summon. So each time you summon one character, the orb cost goes down up to a maximum of five. So takes 20, you can summon five characters, which normally it would cost, you know, you basically buy four characters, get one free. So okay. you summon all those characters and you see if you have five stars or not. If you get any characters that are five stars, maybe one or two, you probably have a good roll. Otherwise, uninstall your game, get it out of there, reinstall it back up, try to get another roll of that. And I'm like, that's just not because... That's not fun. Because the amount of effort you put into doing that it's just not as much fun as actually going through and like playing the game. Like you're gonna put all that effort yeah. into doing that to get the character you want because it's so much of a pain to level up a four star character that they might get somewhere down the road up to a level five star character. And it's just like, that's just not, that's just not a fun mechanic. That's just the really kind of gross way to do free to play. And it's not to say that yeah. like you can't be successful doing a four star run and like actually get pretty far into the story because I've actually gotten pretty far into the story almost I think there's like 10 chapters like I'm up to like five or six but I mean I just kind of hit auto battle and go like it's it's almost like what's the You're point of this playing it. yeah I'm not yeah. even playing it I read the story I think even at some point like the story just kind of drops off and they don't really like there used to be a cuts like a minor like character talking between each battle but now it's just kind of like eh, get to the end and you'll get a little character talking and that's about it it's I don't know, it's it, it's kind of like the, the actual gameplay itself is kind of cool if you want to engage with it, but all the free-to-play elements and all the leveling and stuff kind of sours that experience for me. It kind Ugh. of makes me not want to engage with it as much. And the multiplayer stuff is yeah, all AI. Like maybe if it was like, oh, I can battle my friends, it'd be like, oh, that could be kind of cool. But it's like, no, you just do AI battles. And, you know, even on top of that, they added they still have friend codes, you know? There's still friend codes. There's still friend codes. It just it just seems like the the thing about this game from what I've heard is that 
it's not like we don't me and you and I think Ricardo uh, sounds like he's in a similar boat don't like that but that it sounds like it is doing exactly the same thing that a lot of these yeah. like, games are doing is this is not like a scummy cheesy mechanic that just this one game that Nintendo is doing they're just copying another format yeah that's true to the, to no the I totally almost. get that I think the thing is is the there are lots of games that do this and kind of have better gameplay I was talking to one of my friends who actually kind of plays these type of games and he was saying like just mechanics aren't deep enough to engage with like there are much much deeper gotcha games that are a lot more interesting and have a lot more variety and depth to them as opposed to this one where it's just very basic like holy trinity type thing with a couple you know little interesting yeah, mechanics it, thrown in it definitely from what i've heard from people who like fire Lem- fire emblem is that it's like fire emblem light yeah you know it's like in terms <laughs> of the game not in terms of the gotcha stuff but in terms of like the gameplay of like this is like if you haven't played fire emblem before this is baby's first fire emblem kind of thing yeah like, that's uh, what i heard is, which is great for beginners and, and it, honestly it's probably the perfect thing for a mobile game right you probably kind of don't want it yeah, to get too that's crazy true. complex especially nintendo you know they don't want to like throw people in the deep end but i mean who else is going to download this type of game though it's Fire Emblem is not reached like her mainstream. Uh, J- Japan. No, I know like, they will, but J- I'm saying like as far as casual gamers who will play it, it was, like, they're um, not gonna. It was number two in the App Store, I think, over the mm. last like week or so, or it's not been a full week yet, but since it I came mean, out in Japan, not number thing. two, not number two in the U.S. This is specifically Japanese Japan. App Store. Yeah. The game itself is like really well polished. It runs great. It's yeah, got some it looks pretty good. Pretty easy interfacing. The control scheme is kind of fun. Like actually being controlling all units is actually feels really good to drag someone all over someone's units. face, click them, and then all, all units. units. No, you have all to move units. them individually, which is fine. Oh, um, like everything around the game is good. I just feel like the gameplay just suffers so much in both the shallowness of it and the free-to-play aspects of it. Are just right. if it was one or the other. Like if the gameplay was deeper and the free-to-play was the way it was, it'd be okay. But if the free to play was gone and the, the mechanics were the way they were, it'd be kind of it'd make me feel better about playing it at least. You know, it'd be like, okay, this game's simple, but mm-hmm. at least I'm not trying to go for this five star rating all the time or whatever. You know, on each character because I know like I'm gonna level my 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 bro up. He's just not gonna be as high of a level as he could be. You know, he's not gonna reach his full potential until I get all those feathers from grinding out these arenas that have like. A sword meter on it. I can. I get three swords a day, so I get three arena runs a day. So, and then yes, there's a stamina Whoa. mechanic, which I actually never butt up against. Cause I didn't play it enough, but you know, it's one way to curb you from playing. I don't know. Well, Ethan, some slight relief might be coming because Nintendo of America on their Twitter account uh, was running a global retweet event. That if this specific retweet received 10,000, uh, excuse me, this specific tweet received uh, 10,000 global retweets by 6.59 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow, then all Fire Emblem Heroes players would receive 10,000 hero feathers. Hmm. I mean, that's so, cool. And it has already... Res- and it has already received 19.1 thousand well, uh, retweets. Yeah, I just so, think I just so you have 10,000 hero feathers incoming. I brother. think if those, if they just lowered it a little bit more, I think it would help a lot. Just the amount of feathers you need, because I don't mind how slow you earn orbs, because that is slow and this? that's fine. Whatever. How much does it cost to buy feathers, by the way? I actually don't know if you can buy feathers. Wait, so you buy orbs? I'm guessing instead. You, you can buy orbs. You can buy orbs. Right. You can buy. Stamina and all that stuff. Um, 
Cool. The, orb, the orbs cost money, which is eh, but I don't know. Like you earn you earn them in playing the story mode, and it's not that bad. But you done? Cool. You Got it. Okay. Um, cool. You, you can earn them fairly <laughs> fairly frequently, but it's just enough to be like, oh, when I'm summoning five dudes, it's special. It's a special moment, and you get a bunch of three stars, and you throw your phone across the room. Eh, I don't know. I kind of feel like I want to keep playing it. And like one part of my brain and another part of my brain's like no bro what's the point like just don't what's the just don't engage with this anymore anything? what's the yeah. point why do it? i don't know i i definitely want to want to check it out and see what's what especially because i will i've played about uh, three or four fire emblem games uh apart from also you know Knowing of the characters sure. that were included in yeah. Smash Brothers, specifically uh, Ike and Roy, so, he's our boy. Uh, yeah, uh, well, see, I like Ike. You like Mike Ike? and Ike's. Ike used to be like my Smash for Wii U like main what, character. Who replaced him? Uh, King DDD. Ah, he was uh, low tier in the Wii version. That's you why. Know what? That's why. I don't care. Anyway, uh, so I can see maybe getting a little bit more out of the experience than someone who doesn't have any idea out of, uh, you know, of any of the Fire Emblem characters or lore or anything like that. But yeah, I don't know. It. I definitely see where you're coming from when it comes to, you know, game like specifically mobile games that aren't too deep mechanically and instead rely on a lot of this level of grind where it's like what are you grinding for like if the game's not fun to play or it's not engaging then what the hell are you grinding for again it just feels kind of like a waste of potential because obviously they put a lot of work into polishing this game up and it feels good to play but it's not fun to play if that makes any sense like it's just the the loop like it looked like it looks great and it like obviously they, they they put a lot of time into UI and like the way that the game is presented to you. But if it's not like fun, then that doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what else you play, Ethan? Uh, okay. So I played a lot of this game called uh, Sorry, <gasps> I was yawning, um, Project <laughs> High Rise. Which okay. So I'm not allowed That's to buy game new games. Carla, that? That's the other game where Carla was really eager to hear find out about. I know. Um. This is a game that I was, I'm not allowed to buy new games, right? But I got gifted a Humble Bundle monthly subscription, and this is a game that came in it. And I was actually very interested in it because I really, really liked it. Well, I got gifted one of those too. You did. So you probably should, have this game. I should go download that game. <laughs> um, so this is kind of like a spiritual successor to Sim Tower. I don't know if anyone ever played that. I feel like I'm the only one in the world who ever played yeah, that game. Yeah, I, I, I know what that game... There's a lot of mobile versions of that game as well that have yeah. come out over the years, like Tiny but Tower and all yeah, that Yeah, but Tiny Tower it's, sucks in Yeah, comparison. I was going to say, is it similar to... I was sure. Tiny Tower sucks. Like, it's the Fire Emblem Heroes of the Sim Tower series. Yeah, honestly, that's very true. Um, so Sim Tower was like this game where you build a tower, basically. Like You can put offices or, or hotels oh, in it or uh, retail centers or restaurants or... Whatever, and you keep building up higher and higher, and you get more stars as your tower goes, and you can keep upgrading and get more stuff. So, uh, this game is very similar to that. It's The graphics are a little bit better. It's a little bit more higher def. You can zoom in and click on individual people and see what they're thinking. Actually, I think you could do that in some tower as well, but they, they have, you know, actual faces. The other, the mechanic that changes this stuff a little bit more makes it a little more complex, and I'm not sure are if I like it or not. Clean? 
Sorry. Are the faces clean? Are the faces clean? Yeah, they're very clean. They're like <laughs> basically va- uh, vectors, so oh they're super goodness. clean. Oh my goodness, they're the cleanest faces I've seen. Yeah, pretty much. They're one hex code only. Anyway, um, so the mechanic they have is every time you build a tower area and that makes it go higher, you have to build the appropriate um, connections to support whatever you're going to build there. So say, for example, I'm going to build a creative office, the medium-sized creative office. Well, what they're going to need is they're going to need electricity, obviously, and they're going to need a phone line, and maybe they'll need water. I don't think they'll need water, but those are at least the two things you have to Wait, do. Wait, what? They're not going to need water? Fuck them. Uh, how are they going to live? That's Fuck the weird em. thing. It's like there's no restrooms in this game, so it's like, I don't know where anyone <laughs> goes to the bathroom. Like, they just, just go anywhere. They, they do what you do, and they go to a different floor. They go to, yeah, that's very true. Uh, there, but no floor has bathrooms. They Wait, every floor what? requires ta- trash, a um, gas and water line. Everybody's just pissing <laughs> like, out sure. of the windows. <laughs> Crazy. It's like no, it's like middle. It's like the Middle Ages where they just have a bucket and they just like throw it out the window, dump kind of, it off into the street. Yeah, just like ah, I'll get rid of this. It's very green, very green. Safe with water. Um, uh, yeah, it's mm, sure. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, so that's kind of the whole game. You go up, there's, unlike Sim Tower, which I think you hit like five-star prestige, and each prestige is like a huge, crazy point uh, where it's like, oh man, all this new stuff unlocked. This one has like, I think, 40 or so prestige stars. (laughs) So it's like, every time you keep unlocking more and more um, like bigger restaurants that take up like bigger spaces and stuff. You have to manage of like, oh man, these restaurants are noisy, so I better not build apartments above it because they'll get mad about all the noise and they'll move out. Um, or you have to renovate apartments and all the offices to make sure they're, you know, up to snuff so people don't move out. Um, you can raise the rent. I don't know. It's com- coming off of uh, Planet Coaster, which didn't have a very roof? good... Sorry? But can you raise the roof? You you can totally raise the roof. You can raise it up to about 60 floors, and if you get uh, good graces with the mayor, you can raise up to 120 floors. What? Yeah, pretty crazy. It's going to be a real high-rise. Um... Coming off a of Planet Coaster where it didn't have a very good simulation mechanic, I thought it was just okay. This is kind of scratching that itch a little bit more. Although it's gotten to the point very quickly where I'm making way more money than I ever need. And it's <laughs> yeah. just very quickly being like, okay, well, I could shoot for like so it's better. A too easy is what you're saying? Kinda. I mean, I did. There is different difficulty levels, but I did put it on easy because I didn't know what I was doing. But I've gotten to the point now where I'm just like, uh, okay. This is like becoming a point where I'm just, there's no real goal. There's nothing to strive for because I could go for a luxurious uh, two bedroom apartments and building them up everywhere all over my place. But those guys, those guys are needy. They need a bunch of stuff. They need like a cleaning service down in the basement. They need a tailor. They need a right. babysitting services and all this weird stuff. And it's like, ah, do I want to build that? Just no to bathroom. Make a, yeah. Yeah. No bathroom. <laughs> they don't need that. Well, I assume. They have it in their house because I actually do give them water. So the oh, apartments okay. do have bathrooms. Um, so you, so you, this this tower is like a multi. This is like some sort of tower of the future. Then you're saying it's got like restaurants, yeah. office building, apartments. Yeah, I don't it's like uh, live live in this entire live in this tower. This is the this is your life now. Yeah, I thought it'd be. Sp- it's like a it's like a hotel. Kinda, yeah, like I thought the best way to go about this would be to specialize either like offices or apartments. But I've been successfully doing both, and it's not really been an issue. <laughs> I work and live in the same tower. Yeah, like, wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going Trump, up another Trump, floor. Trump you know, style. I'm going to work. Like, it's, it's 
kind of weird. It's kind of weird on that way. Yeah, and then people complain. There's like, there's not enough fast food places to go eat. There's not enough casual places to go eat. You have to make some. And to make some, it's like a whole nother, like, thing where you have to hook up gas for them and water and all that stuff. It's pretty fun um, for the most part, but I feel like the depth is kind of, the loop is kind of wearing thin because the amount of money... It's a short loop, is what you're saying? The short loop, yeah, the... um, the amount of money you make is just kind of like it's a little bit too ridiculous where it's just like ah, eh, what's the point like I'm making so much more money now it doesn't even matter like I don't have to take out loans anymore before it was fun at the beginning where I was like oh man I'm scraping by alright I'm gonna build this apartment oh shoot I don't have enough money to extend the electricity line all the way oh shoot they're gonna get pissed they're gonna get pissed to move out there's no electricity oh god they <laughs> left oh god <laughs> but now it's just like yo whatever I'll build whatever I want I don't care it's fine. It's fine. But, I don't know. It, a challenge really makes up a lot in those simulation type games. It's, it's very tough to balance that out, I think. Right. When it becomes too challenging where it's like, this is impossible. I'm just going to lose money forever. Or it becomes too easy where it's just like, eh, what's the point? I'm just building whatever I want. I'm building like a million floors now. And some people like that, but I get kind of bored of it. I like a little bit of a challenge in my simulation. Where I'm always kind of fighting it. Now, honestly, that makes sense. It's been a while since a uh, uh, Sim City, the new yes, one, the original one, or like the the, 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 the new reboot, the, like that the, one, the, the, the Sim uh, City, uh, the Sim City. That had a really good loop. Like I haven't been, I have been chasing <laughs> that loop for a yeah, while. Yeah, as much as much garbage as that Wait, game. Which which uh, one? Um, 2010, 2011. When did it come out? The one we played. Where? No, oh, yes, the, yeah, the most, most recent, recent one. one. The, the one that got a ton of I garbage. Sworn, I could have sworn people, yeah, I was going to say, I could have sworn people thought that the sim in that game was garbage. I don't know. I, there, were, there, were, there were a ton of problems with the sim in that there game. Was. There, there was. There was a lot of problems with the sim in that game. But there, I felt like. a lot of problems, but, but like the actual, like, the, the funness of building your city, of like starting out with nothing and building it up pretty quickly, you know, relative, you know relatively quickly, was, was, was pretty fun. The, I think the problem was that like once it got to a point where you were pretty big, the sim completely started to break in a yeah big way. It became it, it started to break, but until it started to break, it was a very good push and pull mechanic where it's like, okay, I'm gonna build all these houses. It's gonna be great, and then oh no, these houses are producing too much trash. I have to make more like uh, waste recycling places. Oh god, these waste recycling places are putting too much pollution. I have to have all these water cleansing areas to like fix it and all this stuff. So it became this very much, like, it was a good, like, okay, I have to build this, but I want to do this and this and this to do it. And I feel like in Project High Rise, it's like, okay, I see everything that needs to happen beforehand, and I just have to do it, and then everyone will be happy. While in SimCity, it was a little bit more like, I don't know what's going to happen when I build this, but I'm going to try to do it. Oh, God, let's see how I can fix this. What about... What about a city's uh, a, a city sky? I never played that one. What about something I like that? One, that? I believe. Did you uh-uh. not? Then who the hell was it that I watched play that? Was it you, man? Which one was this? Skylines. Uh, I might have streamed that, yeah, or maybe huh. showed you it. Yeah, I, I played City Skylines. That game. That game was. I think you. Saw that it. game was like a more in depth yeah, what, version. What about that of uh, Sim City of the that new one? It just it didn't have like the polish that the it was clearly going for that same aesthetic it didn't quite have the polish like that new SimCity game had like just like really good sound effects and really good like when you laid a city down it like kind of went like 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 kind of how it clicked over the little various areas of the road it went click, 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 
plop and like they made like this big like sound as it like landed on the ground and kind of all the all the little like markers and like highlights and UI elements that would like highlight everything like it was really pleasant and and pleasing to look at and um, the City Skylines was clearly going for that same element and didn't quite get that but it was a better game in similar way to like how I would compare compare it to how Planet Coaster is like a better roller coaster tycoon but it doesn't necessarily it still has a mm-hmm. lot of jank in its UI and in its like in the way it's visually looking mm-hmm. it's not like the the most prettiest game in the world but it's just a very well made like and it, and the mechanics are deep in a way that um engages you very very well the city skylines was a lot like that of like it is a better version of SimCity, but it also might turn you off visually or it, it's not even like terrible it's just that it's just city, it's less sim- smooth it's Sims. more work. It's more yeah, work a little bit more work like, like, like more yeah, a little more more pragmatic, I guess you would say. Um, yeah. So I, I I remember at that point I played it not long after I'd played a lot of SimCity, so I was I kind of just was kind of I played it and it was like yes, yeah, this, this is I can see how this is better, but also, I damn just, SimCity um, looks slick. That game looked great. Um, yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I just played a lot of that, and I played a lot of those kinds of games at the time, so I was like, I think I'm gonna take a break from this. I don't know, I feel like most sim games always just kind of hit this wall where I'm just like, eh. Like, there's just, I have so much money now, it doesn't matter. That's why I kind of like RimWorld, because it's, it keeps escalating things, or you're just like, always like, okay, I need to prepare for this, because whatever's gonna happen next is gonna be terrible, and it's gonna be way worse, so you always have to kind of like, fight to survive a little bit more. Although it's a little bit less of like a city management game, but you know, you always are preparing for the next disaster and hoping you can survive it, so. I don't know. Right. Um, the other game I played was... What else did um, you play? This was started by someone else, and I was handed the controller. Um, Dark Souls. Dark Souls, man. I've had that game on my Xbox yes. One for quite a while. Xbox uh, 360 crossplay or whatever. The original, the original Dark, Dark Souls? Because it has that whole... Yes. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, backwards compatibility. So I played it, and... Uh, yeah, that game's weird. It's a weird game. It's really good, though. It's I've kind yeah. of I actually yeah. uh, right after I played it, I took a nap and dreamed about Dark Souls, which was very weird. It was a very strange time <laughs> for me. So, so I mean, you don't have to reveal who who was playing it necessarily, but at what point were you kind of uh, thrust into the 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 world of Dark Souls? At what point where did you take uh, over the controller? Happened. Because combat's weird in that game. Like you have to attack with the left, like the right trigger and the right bumper. Mm-hmm. Like that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. Yes, one is uh, one's gonna be your fast attack. One's gonna be like. And your, I've, your, I've seen Dark Souls attack. Before. This isn't anything other... new, but like it's just this weird. Is, to, wait, uh-huh. when you actually... Dark Souls one. The original? Yeah, the original. Okay. Yes. And I just I never knew. I just never did that was a thing. Like I never knew right bumper was way to attack and right trigger. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I got through the tutorial area, I guess, where, you know, they have the standard markings on the ground that are just like, hey, this is showing how the markings on the ground uh-huh. work. Um, and You're in the yeah, undead, undead asylum. asylum. You kill the big undead guardian thing. Yeah, yeah which actually killed me quite a few times, which was pretty funny in weird ways, because I just like, oh, this guy can't jump that high. Well, that's he just a- totally murdered me. Yes, he can. That's a great surprise. I love that. I love watching that. Yeah, one of the funny jokes in that is that because the first time you encounter the asylum de- demon, you don't have a weapon, so you're actually yeah. just. It says like to there's a thing that says like run away, and I was like, okay, so I ran away and it was fine, yeah. but 
But then when you come back, you actually have the high ground the on high them, ground. and you're supposed to like learn how Don't to do a. Jump. Pl- you're supposed to learn how to do like a plunging attack down mm. on top of them. But then, but if you wait up on the top too long, he can actually jump up and smash you. Yeah, because I kind of wanted to leave when I saw him because I didn't think I was high enough level to kill him or whatever. I didn't know. Yeah, oh, no, you, so I you gotta, you kill. kill him. You gotta um, kill. Yeah, so I did that. Um, I, the thing that makes me nervous is I heard so much about this game and how you're supposed to level, like you have to level a certain way. Lots of stats are kind of useless. Like, is that is that true? Or am I just freaking out? Uh, um, it uh, it honestly, well, the thing is with yes Dark Souls, no. it's it's like it's there's not yeah yes and no. There's not there's not. The thing with Dark Souls is there's not a lot of incentive for you to go kind of jack of all trades. It's more important for you to kind of figure out what it is you want to do and then just uh, pour stats hard Mm, into a certain area. So, for example, if you're going to do if you're going to do like big heavy weapons or like even just like straight up like melee combat with a lot of the weapons it would probably be good for you to go for a strength like constitution build. But if you're going to be doing like, if you're going to be using uh, certain weapons like curved swords and stuff, uh, yeah. And rolling a lot, it might be good, good for you to go for a dex build. And then there's all, and then you're going, and then there's also like builds for like pyromancy. Like that's the thing is like a pyromancer is considered one of the, better like new newbie oh, classes because it allows you to yeah did you go pyromancy okay well there you go see because the pyromancer allows you to go for a more strength build while still having the ability to throw fireballs which is like a really good like yeah ability yeah. to have so you just don't so, want yeah, to pour so, all uh, your stuff into like i don't know boy poise or i can't remember what it, dark souls one what it was uh, poison, poison is good if you're going for sure, like a heavy like, armor build. Like, but like, I would uh, say for like an early, for like a first time player, you probably want to go with strength. Yeah, you should or, probably or be going strength, strength and constitution. Like, just get that health up and like take hits and hit hard. Like, should probably Makes be sense. your, your go to thing. Uh, yeah, so I gotta get hit. I got through that. You will uh, get wet. Oh yeah, totally. Gotta drink those S's flasks. Seeing everyone's like, how does the, like the mechanic of like everyone leaving stuff everywhere go? How do you even do that? Uh, with your like the soaps, I the soap stuff. Yes, I just see things on the ground and like, people are like put it, writing down. stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. When you encounter a specific character er, pretty early in the game, um, not like right at the beginning, but pretty early in the game. He will give you an orange soapstone, which allows you to ah. write comments on the ground and and uh, communicate. And it will also allow you to access like the multiplayer functions hmm. in that game, which are like writing your sign on the ground to be summoned into other people's game. Or if you have your if you're uh, like, oh, crap, I can't remember what the mechanic is in the first one. But you have like your humanity yes. back, like you've you've uh, unhollowed, you've unhollowed. That allows you to summon other players or uh, like or NPC invaded. characters in specific points. Yeah, but ah, it also opens you so, up to invasion, so, so it's so kind of like your internet sword. connection. Go unhollowed. Yeah, I was curious what the unhollowed <laughs> thing did because I was like, I did it once and I died really quick. I didn't know if it made the game harder or what, but anyway. It uh, it just it opens ah, okay. up those mechanics. Yeah, it's, it's it's both harder in that you could get invaded, but also you can also summon people, so it's easier it's that way. Sword. 
I've, I've heard that, like, you could just go through the entire game hollowed, though, and it doesn't really... Yeah, totally. Really hurt you. Interesting. Totally. Um, I got to the second boss, which is the guy on the bridge or whatever, and he murdered me. Oh, the, uh, to- yes. the Taurus Demon. Taurus Demon. There are some interesting tricks. There are interesting that's a, that's tricks you can do with that game, guy, like, but... stoppers. I've heard a lot of people go, like, oh, this one sucks, I'm done. Like, Yeah, I can see that, because he's kind of brutal. I mean, I didn't have any SS class when I found him, so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna die here. Um... Yeah, there there are interesting tricks you can do with them also, but the whole thing is is that like a lot of things in Dark Souls for someone who's like new to the game, it's it's really overwhelming because you fight the Taurus demon on yeah. that pretty narrow bridge, so it's kind of like you are like, oh crap, like I don't have a lot of room to roll left or right when this guy takes up most of the bridge in front yeah. of me, so yeah, yeah, it's I mean, I see why people like that game. Um, I w- it's got a very interesting vibe to it, and it's, it's, it just feels. I know there's so many Dark Soul likes now, but it just feels way different than a lot of other games just that exist. You know, like it just uh, uh, the combat's super weighty. Mm-hmm. There's many different ways you can go about the combat. It's not the combat's not what I would consider like great. It's not super fluid or anything, but it's it's very mm-hmm. fair in a lot of ways. Um. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's very deliberate. Um, but it is also a weird game that doesn't tell you jack shit, and you just have to figure it out. Um, for the most part, like it is nice that there's a little explanation. Specifically that for, yeah, specifically that first one. That first one's pretty uh, pretty cryptic in a lot of ways. Like all of them are, but like three. Honestly, like three is kind of like Babby mo like Babby yeah. Dark Souls in a and, lot of uh, ways. Like Bloodborne probably is a little bit easier in some like not easier, but like Uh Bloodborne definitely like it's I feel like Bloodborne it's like the difficult parts are more difficult than any other than any other of the like Souls games, but in terms of like um like how aggressive the combat is uh, in a lot of things, it's more natural and like more fluid and more natural uh, than. Well, I mean that makes Dark sense. Souls makes sense. or a Demon Souls. Yeah, so I mean, look, I haven't played much of that game, so not as much as the other games, but uh, it's I, I see why people like it. You know, I see why the cult is here. I see why people love Dark Souls so much. You know, you are you saying that you it's good. praise it's the good. sun? I did see a lot of people have written that everywhere, all over the game, and it's like okay. Also, also every time there's praise a character the leaning over an edge, someone says they always say like around the game they say like try rolling, try this, and then someone says try rear because someone's leaning over there. Yeah, try rear or like, uh, like I remember in three there was a lot of. Try and then butt like B U T and then hole. So try butt like, hole. That's a South Park. They're, 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 yes. They advertise the South Park game. Yeah, seriously. The fractured butt hole. Um, yeah, that that game is is great. I've actually been kind of kicking around the idea, like with Neo coming out. I cannot hear Neo like, without just around the, of the idea. Matrix. And it's every time I see it posted on, I'm like, why would they call it that? This is dumb. I I'm, don't know actually. Yeah, I'm sure but, it means something, but yeah. I don't I don't know. But um with Neo coming out like I I'm kind of like should I go back and like play Dark Souls 3? Like should I try to finish that game because I think enough time has passed that I'm willing to give it another go, but but uh 
it's games tough. The games are all tough. tough, tough all tough. those games are tough. Alrighty, tough, well tough, tough, tough. that about wraps it up for the video games that we've been playing. I played more of The Witcher, of course, but that's not something that we need to talk about. Uh, Actually, I'm I sure didn't. Ethan did too. Problem. Uh, oh damn! Oh damn! Uh, you don't so want to buy no game. In the meantime, you know what? Let's move on to the news. So, the news. I gotta say, Ricardo, the first the headline news. that you have on here made me, made me think. I thought the, f- the first yeah. headline was, "Wow, Blizzard will let you convert tokens into, <laughs> into Overwatch characters." No, 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 no. Actually, no. World of Warcraft, the World of Warcraft token, in which uh, they introduced two years ago. I want to yeah, say, yeah, it was about two years ago. Into World of Warcraft, it's a me- it's a way that players could utilize their in-game gold to buy either like. Premium like time items, in the game? or even buy, they can buy that time the in the game way they can using use it. them. Yeah. Now you can, yeah. Now you can use that those coins to purchase uh, stuff. So in anything other that's in Battle.net, so you can purchase you can purchase uh, loot what? boxes in Overwatch or packs of what? cards oh, in okay. Hearthstone. So you can kind of uh, they have a. Weird crossover, but you can also buy. Um, right now. I guarantee this is how it's gonna work, but you can also buy, um, like Heroes of Storm characters if you want, or probably even expansion packs. Honestly, they just they don't say that, but since it's converted into battle.net credit, like I have some of that, and you can buy anything you want with it, um, as long as it's sold by Blizzard on their store. So you can buy like the StarCraft 2 expansion if you want to get that, which is pretty cool. Um, that's crazy, dog. Which is this is kind of neat. This is neat how. It works. Um, I want to log back into WoW to sell all my stuff. Like I have so much, mm. I have so much gold <laughs> in that game. Like by the end of the time I quit playing it uh, during Wrath of Lich King, I had so much gold it was ridiculous. Like I didn't know what to do with it. But now it's like, oh, okay, I could just do this with it now. So convert it into Heroes of the Storm skins. I mean, I like that a lot. Convert it into, yeah. uh... That's interesting. Like, I think it's a it's it's just another way that I think Blizzard is doing a really interesting and solid job of like incorporating all their games together. We're like all in this together. Right now, the Lunar New Year's going on with every single game. So Diablo thing happened in every single yeah. game. Like, yeah, that's the benefit of having four, five games. <laughs> it's the benefit of having I don't know anymore. Like five games to work with is that. That are like wildly yeah. You don't have to like necessarily make every like make a new game every year, right? You just like keep keep just rolling out a new event or a new feature into each game every few months, and there you go. There you go. Put a rooster race in it. Catch the rooster. Put put capture the flag mode in it. Oh, it sucks. Take it out next month. It's fine. Doesn't matter. No one liked it. Oh, they liked it. But keep it in forever. Uh. Speaking of Overwatch, separation of church, consoles, and state PCs in Overwatch. What is going on here, Ricardo? Yeah. Okay, so um, 
you know, uh, with the advent of, of, of newer technologies, there has been um, a my, mice and keyboard introduced into consoles, specifically the PlayStation uh, the PlayStation 4, I believe, has a pr- has an officially first party like licensed mouse and keyboard. Uh, but uh, so so theoretically, you could play first person shooters utilizing a mouse and keyboard on your PlayStation 4. But director of Overwatch, Jeff Kaplan, said that's a bad idea in ter- specifically in terms of Overwatch. He kind of is a very big proponent of segregation wow. of the audience between okay. oh, that kind of okay. PC and consoles in terms of controller utilization and mouse and keyboard. And I think this is pretty evident when the console version of Overwatch nerfed uh, Torbjorn, which in ways that he was never like nerfed PC. on uh, in PC you can turn and shoot him PC. and his turret much quicker more quicker where as opposed to with the consoles they had the, the turrets auto lock on is faster and more effective than any kind of human possibility right. it is you know in, ter- in terms of that because uh, even if you put up your like sensitivity way up like there's no way you're going to be able to deal with his turrets as quickly as his turrets are going to be able to deal with you. So, uh, this is kind of entered in the conversation and the director of overwatch is straight up, uh, against the idea of incorporating a mouse and keyboard into console iterations of video games. What are your guys's opinions on good? On Got I yeah, I mean like I don't I don't play those kinds of games on consoles, but I definitely can see what he's saying and I probably would agree uh mm-hmm. that uh that uh it's saying in this article that that the um the mouse and keyboard support is not like official. Like you have to kind of like work like it's yeah. not like from Sony or or Microsoft saying like yes, our our games not are Games now support mouse and keyboard. It's just like you could get it to work mm-hmm. if you if you know what you're doing, kind of thing. Yeah, well, I think that's what he's arguing for. I think he's arguing for like this not to be supported officially by right Sony or Microsoft. Like, I can definitely understand the I can understand the desire for Sony or Microsoft to be like, dude, it'd be awesome if we could have mouse and keyboard support for our con- our console. If someone wanted to use it, they could do it. Mm-hmm. But I can also equally definitely understand a first-person shooter, especially an online first-person shooter maker, being like, no, that would be terrible if you did that. Yeah, so definitely. What, I mean, so, here, here, they have yeah, a actually, um, I think Gears of War 4, since that's crossplay, they just added a multiplayer between the two, and they did a lot of testing to see kind of what the actual oh, like fighting was between the PC players and the console players. And they noticed it wasn't actually that much different. I mean, Gears of War obviously is a much different yeah, game. Yeah, it's a very different game from Overwatch. It's a much slower, a little more yeah. precise type. Uh, not precise, but like you can just kind of shoot in the general direction and do pretty well. Less um, precise. Well, and the thing too is is with the with the whole um, you know snapping onto cover stuff it, that that's incorporated into uh, Gears of War, I could see almost elements where console players might 
have slight advantages in getting yeah, in maybe. and out of cover quickly and maybe like there's, there's you getting. know plus and minuses that each the, type. But they said yeah, the the uh, ratios mm-hmm. are actually pretty solid, so they might just keep it that way. And have, I don't think it's going to be on the main modes. I think it's still like a side mode where you can match up with anyone depending on what they play as. Right. But, uh, so I I think it should be something along the lines of like if they ever were to officially support it, they should make it turn like the developers should have the ability to turn that off. Yeah. Like, I think it'd be like, yeah, the console supports it, but we're not going to require every game to support it. So, like, you'll be able to navigate, like, the console menu, and then if a developer wants to make their game, if it's a single-player game and they want to make it mouse and keyboard compatible, then there you go. It will be, you know? But, like, they they won't, they, they shouldn't, I don't think, require it to be, to be compatible for every developer. I think that would be, that would be bad. Totally. Or they shouldn't. They shouldn't just make it like some sort of like yeah thing where at the system level it's an alternative. Like it, just, it doesn't. It, it can't. Like the system can't tell a difference between the two inputs. Because if it's like that, then you could cheat the system by you know faking a controller with the with the keyboard, so to speak. So yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that. Moving on. Uh, next story on here is. Uh, okay, Death Stranding has been ruled out as a horror game. We're gonna gonna eliminate these one by one, every genre. Is it... Kojima says that it is not a horror game. Next month someone has to go... And he... Is it a racing (laughs) game? And then... (laughs) And he, uh... He says that there's a very good reason why they're... Are not that it is not a horror game. So, can you guys guess the reason why Kojima says that this is not a horror game and that he is never making a horror game? Why he's never making a horror game ever again? Yes, too scary because, yeah, because he got so he got too scared himself. He scared himself with how good he is at making horror games. That is exactly (laughs) right, actually. He said, well, uh, not exactly. He says, um, okay, so his full quote is, I get scared very easily, he explained. Actually, this is true of Alfred Hitchcock as well as Steven Spielberg. Because they scare easily, because I scare easily, it's actually easy for us to make something this scary because we understand what is scary. And then he goes on to say, but while in the process, we're constantly imagining, like, terrifying situations, so it ends up giving oh, me bad dreams. That's the reason why I don't reason I don't play uh, EVE Online, game. so yeah. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't quite as egotistical <laughs> of, like, uh, of, like, I'm too good at it. It was just Definitely more like, not. I'm, I'm too I'm scared, too good. It was which is probably what I would say yeah, <laughs> to my, I myself. I don't want to do it. But okay, so here's the question though: If this game is not gonna is not a horror game, then what the hell is it? Like, what is it? Shoot man, man game. What is this game? Stealth it's, game? It's gonna be no. I told you it's gonna be a racing game. <laughs> Everyone's gonna ask all the other things first, and he's gonna say no to every one of them until there's only one possibility: a kart racer. It's gonna be a kart racer. That would be interesting. <laughs> the trailers, the trailers leading up to it are very misleading. Just like other Kojima trailers in the past. I was gonna say, like, it's not like he's never done that before. <laughs> no, I, I think he thinks more. I think it's gonna be like a third person. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know if it'll be stealth, but I mean, I bet it'll be a third-person action game, which probably has a decent amount of shooting in it. That's probably what I'm. That's what I'm going with. That's probably a good. I feel like that's a good guess. I am gonna actually say that this is a, gonna be a Bayonetta Ooh. style. So you say you Metal Gear Rising, a Metal Gear Rising action style. game. Yes, Ooh. Metal Gear Rising style. I thought he didn't like that game. Hack and slash action game. I don't fucking know <laughs> what he likes. He might think he might make a better version or something. What am I? What am I, his mother? All right. Well, anyway. moving on to from the mental mind into Psychonauts two. It's all in your mind. Okay. That this if you thought this game had a, if you got this game uh, at a release date, that was all in your mind because it doesn't. But it doesn't. Uh, what does have a release date is actually its VR companion, yeah, the, the PlayStation that's VR. That's got some decent rev- that's got game. some decent reviews apparently. Psychonauts in the Rhombus of yes. Ruin. It's a little adventure this game kind of puzzle thing. 21st. Yeah. But uh Psychonauts 2 still does not have a release date but it does have a publisher it is going to be published by starbreeze studios what earlier were develop were developers of the darkness the first game as well as syndicate yes uh, and have since published uh the payday franchise and it says here most recently dead by daylight oh i've heard of that game and i've heard that so, game is very good dead by daylight Starbreeze Syndicate are the publishers. Wh- who who published the first Psychonauts? Uh, Was it TH Majesco? Majesco is Majesco originally. What? Okay. Oh, you know what? No, but All there was like a interesting, there was there was a whole thing with that though. I think Majesco sold it at the last minute to like Microsoft or THQ. No, that's it. Microsoft was going it to. Plays- Microsoft was going uh-huh. to publish it, and then they were like, "Nah, we're not," and then. Then they, I think they sold it to Majesco at the last minute, huh. or something along those lines. Hmm. Not sold because it, it definitely sold had a play- it, like def- it definitely had a PlayStation release, so it was yeah. uh, Majesco in two thousand five, and yeah. Majesco, goddamn, are they still around? Are they still doing stuff? No, Majesco? I. Nope. They are technically around, but they are not doing stuff. They recently bought another company. But it's okay. one of those things that I heard in it was like a reverse takeover where like Majesco is like one office building of 10 people or or something ridiculous like that. And it was, quote unquote, bought or it it, quote unquote, bought this other company, which makes like pharmaceutical equipment or something weird like that. something completely random. And the reason being is that that other company wanted Majesco's uh, stock uh, ticker. Um, oh, okay. So apparently it's a pretty common I, I only found out about all this after the fact But it's a pretty common technique apparently where Someone like the, w- One company likes the ticker that the other Stock has better And uh, and <laughs> rather than If they if they bought that company it would They wouldn't have that ticker anymore They would just engulf that with their own ticker So they get they get Bought by the other company But really they're the ones that that orchestrated that and we are uh, learning all kinds of stuff about the stock market in these last couple of weeks and by learning magic. i mean just talking about stuff not necessarily sure of um next up this was more so we could actually talk about 
the yeah they okay here it is um, in December 2016 Majesco merged with Polarity TE a biotech firm and formally oh, yeah. dropped out of the entertainment business remember that oh wow Starbreeze so, also I think had the uh, is that weird VR thing the what or it was like the Left for Dead not Left for Dead uh Walking Dead VR thing oh did they damn um. Eh, whatever. Uh, okay, so the, this um, this next one is no more. One knows. This next one is more so that we can actually talk about this because we brought up the initial lawsuit on the podcast, but we never yeah. really talked. But we, we broke the story. Yeah, yeah, we bro- we bro- we broke the story. We 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 broke the story. We we scooped Indeed. him. We scooped the that. friends. Yeah, totally. We got um, <laughs> but this is the official, not the official, but this is the this. Okay, the first so. Verdict. We're talking about Oculus uh, being sued by Zenimax. Yeah, last last week, la, la, and Facebook, Oculus, uh-huh. Facebook. Did we? Forget. Did we? We didn't ever talk about the 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 verdict. No, the, the verdict. We never this. talked about the verdict. Yeah, we talked about last week. They were in trial still. The verdict was yet to be announced. So, uh, yes, but, but Oculus slash Facebook lost to Zenimax and to the tune now, of. Uh, by current. 500 million. 500 million. 500 million. Which is not the. Which was, what was it? Like a 5 billion? What they were asking for. What was yeah, what, some, but, like some but absurd number? From from what I from what I from what I know, you kind of always over over ask. You always say you want you know ten times more than you actually really. It's are like okay Pawn Stars kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna sell it for less than fifty. I'll give you ten dollars for it. Twenty dollars. All right. I I'm happy with this sale. Indeed. But regardless, so uh, so yeah, they lost. They 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 got they got lost by they lost by a lot though. Five hundred million and nothing nothing to sneeze Definitely at. not. And That's the, a lot of money. um and one of the one of the like main. Individuals involved in this case was, of course, John Carmack, who is currently with Oculus. He he, yes. he is with Oculus, formally, and he and he testified yes. during that. So form, formerly with formally, Bethesda, or formerly oh, with yes. ID, formerly with ID, Bethesda ID. Now he's he came out on Thursday with a statement, uh, essentially saying that Zenimax. You yeah, all suck. I hate Zenima- you. <laughs> like kinda essentially, Zenimax basically mis- misrepresented the facts of the case, and he goes on a pretty long diatribe about why they they are yes. appealing, of course. Which you know this kind of goes almost goes without saying, but apparently fifty million of the five hundred million were specifically awarded for copyright infringement. They claimed. With like forensic evidence, at least you know who knows how reliable. You know, everyone says that that everyone says that like you know everyone on the Oculus side says that that was you know bad bad experts. But experts claimed that not only did Carmack like take a bunch of like source code and like like he took like the the rage source mm-hmm. code they claimed and put it all into a thumb drive and and the you know all the Oculus stuff that he'd been working on all that stuff. And then erased his hard drive. Yeah, I was gonna say. And they claim that his like they claim that his like search history has yeah in his has Google how search to history is how drive, to erase yes. a hard drive, which he yeah. claims is completely false. Well, she obviously claims is false. This the the pull quote here from Polygon reads: um, "This is just not true." This is Carmack. 
the this is just not true. The authors at Oculus never had access to the id C++ VR code, only a tiny bit of plain text shader code from the demo. The analogy that the expert gave to the jury was that if someone wrote a book that was basically Harry Potter with the names changed, it would still be copyright infringement. I agree. That is literary equivalent of changing the variable names when you copy source code. However, if the abstract Harry Potter... Uh, wait, if you abstract Harry Potter if up you, a notch or two, yeah. you get Campbell's Hero's Journey, which also maps well onto Star Wars and hundreds of other stories. These are not copyright infringement. So basically he's saying that he took a very small bit of the original source code, or excuse me, a bit of plain text shader code, which I'm sure are terms that only people like John Carmack <laughs> would understand, yeah. and iterated on it and notched it up, and that's what eventually became the Oculus technology, and that that is not infringement. But of course, the courts thought otherwise. This is correct. Yes. It was a jury the, court, yes. too. The, the jury. The, the jury, jury thought otherwise, jury, specifically. Yes. Let's make that clear. But... With that said, like, I mean, like, I, I again, like, the from I, I have not like studied this case hardcore, but it it seems like the testimony, even from people who are in the courtroom, you know, like, you know, because the courtroom's all public, so you know, anyone can re- report on this, but like, it seems like the testimony from the court itself was that, like, yeah, there's emails and things like that that kind of say we were copying stuff from yeah from Zenimax. So, it, I mean, I'm not sure 100% whose side is the real liar or not liar here but it 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 definitely paints it in i i definitely at least initially i don't know about you guys but when this first came out i was like ah oh, come on zenimax you're just clearly trying to grab a piece of the mm-hmm. pie yeah oculus got bought by facebook and now that it's getting I mean, big that's, like th- that before, sort of thing always happens you know when whenever you're yeah so with- totally so at first i thought it was just like a a, a cash grab kind of deal but with the stuff in the trial coming out i was like oh well I'm not 100% certain that Zenimax is totally in the right, but at the same time, it definitely seems like they got way more of a case than I thought, than they, I did. thought they did. It seems like there was definitely something going on. Whether or not it was full copyright infringement, I, I'm not a lawyer, so don't ask me nothing. But it's interesting how they are going for the halt the sale of the Oculus Rift headset, yes, which is that was like, the other that thing can be too, like crazy they were, they were, if they, they do that. They were immediately like, we're looking for an injunction to just halt sales, which is just like, wow. Like, at this point, they're so far behind now. Like, I mean, I feel like the technology behind that kind of VR, like that they, that maybe John Carmack would have thought of back at Zenimax, probably is taken up by, you know, um, Valve has that sort of information now. Like, a ton of other hardware manufacturers have that. Like, I don't know. I don't know a lot about it. I'm just speculating. Um, but it just feels like this is common knowledge at this mm-hmm. point. Sort of information they're trying to sue over. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but Valve's Valve's a weird one. Valve's always just kind of like open. Anyone can use our stuff. Whatever. <laughs> just like, yeah, no, that's true. But I'm just saying, they're like, very, the, they're the very like the Tesla there. of, they're like the Tesla of, of of tech companies in a certain in a game companies totally. in a certain way. Yeah, very open. Uh, all right. Well, last news story for today. Those are quite a few news stories today. Yeah. This one I did on. not. Add. This is one I put down. Who? who? Yes, I added mm-hmm. this one down. This one I heard yes, of in another same. podcast. It's a cool yeah. story, though. So, GameStop has this program, which we, we, we knew someone that worked at GameStop for a while. Um, and he Who's didn't have, that? like, the greatest things to say about it. He wasn't no. in love with it. Um, and that's kind of what I uh, understand. But, uh, so, 
I guess, I don't know if this is new program. It sounds like it's been a few months or so that this has been going on, but there's this program called at GameStop. This, this is an internal like program. This is not one that you, the customers will see. This is an employee mm-hmm. one that they see and they're yes. kind of incentivized. And, and this and this sounds like, t- to be clear, this sounds like it's a new program, but at the same time, it sounds very similar to kind of what GameStop has always totally. been doing. Yeah, but this is true. like a more a more codified like internal rules for employees. Kind exactly. Of thing. So they have this program called the Circle of Life, which is basically like, hey. Look, we make all our money off used game sales. You're going to have to try to make those used game sales, Mr. Retail Employee. All right, here's how you're going to have to do it. You got these quotas for pre-orders. You got these quotas for reward card subscriptions, quotas for used game sales, Mm -hmm. and quotas for game trade-ins. You have to do each one of those. And, you know, that's... Most, and most like, stores and, sort of have something like that, similar yes, to that. But the thing yes. is, that gets a little bit I weird. Work in re- I work in retail for a company that is not the, not the worst, and we have quotas. Yeah. Um, but these quotas are a little bit more brutal because they have per employee. Each person per has to make up a certain and, amount and, of quota. And also keep in mind that GameStop sells new games, and yet those are quantified yes. at such a low base in comparison to all these other yes and so here's on on top of that like they're not just per employee like again even my retail experience has per employee ratings it's also like per employee and if you don't hit the numbers this month like you could be out of here yes kind of thing so it's kind of they they pressure their employees to do these things and here's the part that gets kind of sketchies i this is where i don't know if it is the um particular management or if it's at a corporate level from what i've heard from this eternal email that was sent out later i think it's probably the management doing this but um say for example someone was messaging in uh, this is a kotaku article so they had a few people come in and message them about it and they said okay right now we have watchdogs 2 on sale for 30 bucks but the pre-owned copy is 30 is 55 bucks which is obviously uh-huh. much more expensive 25 dollars uh 25 dollars more so the thing is though is Despite wanting to give customers a better deal, being like, hey, like check this out, this is a new version, you get a brand new one, 30 bucks, you want it, or you want to buy the pre-owned one, they are being pressured to sell the pre-owned one because of this incentive program. Like they're being told like, hey, don't even, if they come in and ask about that new one, tell them they're out of stock, you can buy this one mm-hmm. if you want to. You know, and that's just, that's the part where it becomes really, yeah, really that, shady retail. Like that's the part yeah, where when I when I heard that, I felt like the... <laughs> Everything else in this story is kind of like, yeah, that really sucks, but like that seems completely reasonable as to what like my GameStop experience has been. Like, of course they're gonna push pre-orders, of course they're gonna push like game yeah. trade-ins and like their subscription services and stuff like that. But the fact that someone can come into the store and say, Hey, like, I want a new copy of you know, let's say Deus Ex Human Revolution or something like that. Right. And then they can say straight up oh, lie and say, we don't have the new in stock. We do have this pre-owned one, though, in stock. If you want to purchase that, that's like and, and a yeah. lot of time and a lot of times it's-, it's more worth their while to have the person walk out of the store saying, Oh, I don't want. Nah. I don't want a used copy. I want a brand new yeah. copy, as opposed to them buying the, like a a new copy over the right. used copy. That's where 
and, and and the thing that's big about this article is that this is not just like, oh, in this one store, it's like, no, this is like comp- almost company-wide. And to do this, like to lie to the customer, it's obviously not a company policy, but the policies that are in place have made it incentivized, not just incentivized, but like you could lose your job if you don't lie to the customer. Yeah. Like that's the part where it's it, like, it's it, the, the, the employees almost have, like it sucks and I think that no one should be doing this, and that's terrible customer service. But like, they're pressured into it. They're, they're, they're so pressured into because like it says in this in this story story here that like, if for instance, let's just say they do have that new copy of Deus Ex in stock, right? And the customer grades goes great. I'll buy the new one. Buys that doesn't pre-order anything, doesn't trade anything in, and leaves the store. That affected that store and that employee worse than if that customer had bought nothing yeah, at that's all. That's bullshit. Yeah, and that's crazy. And because that's, like, that's crazy. That, that yeah. gives them negative points. That gives them negative points against their score because it's a percentage of how much. Like, say yes. we brought in a thousand dollars worth of revenue. Okay, well, thirty percent of that, or whatever the number is, I'm just making that up, has to be used game sales. Like, so the more you sell. If you tell too many new games, it's like, okay, this is bad. We can't sell so many new games. So, yeah. like, uh, there's stories of people having, like, a launch event, and it's like, oh, sorry, we're only buying, we're only selling for pre-orders. And I've actually had that, where I went to a launch event, I think. Is that either that or the day of the game came out? And they're like, oh, no, we're, we're just selling, like, we're just selling for pre-orders. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's weird, because the pre-orders are obviously where they get their, like, commission thing. Yep. And um, the guy, the, the GameStop actually sent out a memo and was like, hey, just to let you guys know, like, a vast majority of employees aren't doing this. And I, again, Whatever. and I don't, I think the thing is, is, like, the people who run the GameStop, like, who are at the top corporate level, probably see this as a cool incentivizing thing, but... It's the way the nature, the way everything works is everyone's going to feel just, pressured, and the pressure just, is going to re- yeah, reveal some negative things. Instead of doing like a positive reinforcement, yeah, it's like a, a negative it's a, reinforcement where it's that's like such, you get it's fired. Such bull, yeah. yeah. It's like that's like that's the part where like as as someone who's worked retail and worked for a company where quotas mattered and like quotas were important, you give a bonus if you make a lot yes. of quotas. You don't you don't freaking point of fire someone because they didn't quite get the the the, the match, and you definitely don't make other things that are not in your quota count against that person. Yes. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. That should just not affect their score at all. Like, if you want to give them a score and grade them and do all that BS, then whatever, be a scuzzy company, but don't hurt them for selling other stuff. Like, that's yeah. that's where it's ridiculous. I mean, uh, this Kotaku article linked to a Reddit post that I guess is on our GameStop, and I guess it's just for a bunch of GameStop employees, but they were talking about how to survive the COL system, like tips for surviving it. And it was just this post about like, hey, it's like a team effort. You know, if you get if someone's about ready to make like a um, uh, use game sale and you already have your quota, like have your friend like come help you, like sit, put it under their name. And I'm just like, this is just not efficient. Like, this is just not how it's supposed to go. Like, what happened to old like fashioned? Hey, this person's the top employee. They get a bonus, you know, or that sort of thing. I guess people fearing for their jobs it's horrible, but it's maybe more effective than people than one person getting everything, you know, or something like that. There so, needs to be some better way. There has to be a better yeah, way, and they're just there has not, to be a better it. way. There has to be. How do I hold all these pre-orders? You don't. You just uh, go and you get. You a just game. go just on Amazon. You order so, the the thing, and it's like, hey, at some point, the thing get twenty. You get twenty. You get, you get yeah, 20% and be, off. Yeah. And be also <laughs> like, hey, at some point, this game dipped below this. This amount that yeah. you paid for it in it, you were gonna buy it for initially. So we get, went ahead and gave you the savings anyways. 
And also, yeah. it'll yeah, be so here on the day that it's released. Also, I mean, you don't have to go, also, you have to go yeah. anywhere. There are some cool perks to the GameStop, like buying it used and stuff like that. Like, if you buy it used, you get, like, a seven-day return policy, which most other companies do not allow return policy. Um, certain things like that. So, there are, I mean, you know, there are some so, benefits, but I just don't feel like they outweigh all the problems you go when you go and yeah. shop at GameStop. I have a GameStop gift card. I don't really want to go to GameStop. I don't. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, every time I've gone to GameStop recently, it's been, so, it's just been, like, a chore of, like, no, I just want this one thing. Please don't try to sell me on ten different things. And, like, with hearing this story, it makes me never want to go to GameStop again because I'm never going to buy a used game. I'm not going to trade in my games, and I'm not going to pre-order anything. So now, if I go there now, I know I'm hurting that employee. Or yeah, I'm not even exactly. going to get the thing I want because they won't sell it to me. So I'm just like, no, you know what? F you, GameStop corporate. I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to attend your store at all. Like, like this is not a good way to, like, f- hold on to your flagging physical media sales. Like, it, totally. Yeah. Um, this, 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 so this reminds me of like, I was going to say this, this system is what you're asking for when you create a system. Like if, if you're a corporate higher up and you think this is a good system, what you're asking for here is to people to fake numbers and fake pre-orders. You're incentivizing people to, to be corrupt and basically start faking stuff. And this is this, I don't know if this, if you guys remember this or this reminded you of this at all, but this reminded me a ton of that Wells Fargo scandal last year, um, where, uh, 5,300 Wells Fargo employees were fired over oh, 2 yeah. million phony yes, accounts. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Because, the, and, and, and this is something that, just like in the GameStop situation, managers, not like top-level, you know, CEO manager, but like managers at the local branch or managers at the local phone service were like encouraging this, just like in the GameStop situations where it's like, oh yeah, it's not a company-wide policy, but like your manager is on your ass about it. Like he's saying, just get get it any way you can. Yeah. Like if you got to tell him there's no games in stock, do it. Like because the I mean, it came down to the, like the, the district the managers system, yelling at the general managers of each store. That's what like they would right, go in and like it, conference exactly. call and be and, like, "Where's the numbers, bro?" And it, it it sucked. The Wells Fargo thing pissed me off so much because like the employees were creating all these fake accounts in people's names, and that was terrible. And don't get me wrong, Wells Fargo should be sued up the ass for that. But like all these five thousand employees lost their jobs. Because the thing they were trying to do was save their jobs. Because the freaking the, the suits made a system that was so broken that let them to like have no choice but to try and do this in the first place. And I'm like the Wells Fargo CEOs and all the people should be the ones that I mean I think he stepped down shortly after this, which he got like you know reamed by Congress and then you know got a giant severance package, of course I'm sure. But like yeah, it's like this this reminded me exactly of that of like. A crazy broken system which encourages your employees to do shady stuff, and then you, then you turn around and go like, "What? That's crazy that our employees are doing shady stuff." That, that I we don't we're gonna fire all of them. We didn't authorize that mm-hmm. at all. Like totally, that's, that's not what we like, encourage. Especially yeah, with that, that whole vast totally majority of employees that. aren't misleading customers. Because I mean, exactly, the, the, yeah. the headline of this talk article is "Do GameStop program leads employees to lie to customers?" Which, you know, is. It, it can. I don't know every single character, every single employee is lying to you because there are. Sure, and there not, every some, single well, not every single Wells Fargo employee yeah, was exactly. creating fake accounts. And there was actually but, some comments in the Kotaku article that was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't even care about numbers. You know, I just do whatever. If I get fired, I get fired. Like, I'm just trying to get people a good deal. You know, and that's cool. It's cool people do that, but not everyone is in that position where they can afford to just, you know, throw their job to the wind. Some people need this job to live, and they're going to go through, do some shady things that maybe they ethically don't enjoy, but they have to do it because they have a job. So, yeah. It's it's crappy, but it's, it's it's GameStop, I guess. Don't go there. 
Um, here's a comment from that Kotaku article. It says, as, I mean, it's of course a comment, so who knows if this guy's telling yeah, the truth. Yeah, sure. As someone who just left GameStop, I can say this is all fact. Here's something our district manager instructing us to do. In district manager, not just manager in the store. In order to get more pro member renewals, he told us to essentially lie to the customer. If a customer had a rewards card with at least 15,000 points saved, the amount needed for a renewal with points, we were instructed to ask them to renew, to renew and tell them their card is expiring soon. In many cases, customers had months left until the card expired. I always felt scummy doing that, but our jobs were threatened on more than one occasion. That's just yep. part. You got a really long comment that. here, of course, but like, yeah, it's that's garbage, man. Yeah, I always felt that they were doing some. I, I always felt bad because I knew it wasn't the employee's fault, but it was just like, uh, please just leave me alone. No, exactly. Yeah, I, I always feel like the same way. Of like, I don't blame the dude, but like, I just don't want to have to. Yeah. I'm so glad I don't work in an environment like that. Yeah. Yep. Positive reinforcement, guys. Yeah. Synthesizing with rewards, not with uh, not with firings. Because also, firing people is expensive. Why would you want to have employee yeah, turnover? I, mean, I don't understand heck, that. Heck, th- th- there's a real. I mean, there is a. I think I feel like GameStop is, you know, not. No offense to GameStop employees, but GameStop's not the kind of job where it costs a ton to train. It's not like there's a lot of training. True. And there's probably enough people who are like, I like video games, GameStop, yeah, like that that they can just shuffle shuffle them in and shuffle them out, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I suppose that's true. But even then, it still I mean, costs again, money. I, yeah, Processing I, paperwork I, and stuff like that costs effort, I, manpower. Yeah, blah, blah. I I think that when it comes down to it, like it's not even wrong to have a system where low numbers get you fired. Like that's not even. Like you know what I mean? If someone just is really bad at their job oh, yeah. or whatever, like fine. But like, but holding it over their head. Of, like, yeah, of, of like, if you don't even get like, if you don't get like seventy percent used game sales or whatever the crazy number it must be to, to do, like, then you're out. Like it's like, man, you realize that GameStop isn't like a store too, where like, you know, when you go to a GameStop, you're not like walking around a big store where an employee is walking around with you and going like, oh, I recommend uh, this. This game is a uh, highly recommend. Like. You just like walk into the store, you pick up the game off the shelf you want, and you go to the counter. Yeah, and then the, they go the guy, like, the guy, hey, yeah, man, you like Forza? Or are you going to pre-order Project Cars? Or I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah it's like, you, no, you came into the store, you pick up the thing, you buy the thing. It's not like the, the employee really has that much influence mm-hmm. over your decision in yeah, a lot when of was cases. The last time like you, yeah. When was the last time you would have gone into a game store and been like, I'm... I have no general idea of what the game is. I just want a video game today. I would just (laughs) like to purchase a game. I mean, we are in a much different game. We're in a much different position. Yeah, I feel like we are more insider in that regard. There are probably some people that do that. There's a lot of parents who go in and are like, my kid wants a new PlayStation 4 game. Should I buy him this? What's the good one? I don't want one that's too violent. We're out of that. We're out of that. We have the used. Oh, oh. <laughs> we have all these games used. Oh, okay. I'll buy one of those. He'll be okay with that, I guess. They still work, right? Still uh, you still play online. What, you know what? That accent reminds me of Ethan. Yeah, it reminds me of our next segment, which is trailer 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 this week. Here, got some pretty bad trailers. So brace yourself for disappointment. Get it up! I thought you're gonna do. I thought I could do welcome to Trailer Trash. Would you like to buy, sell, use games today? Here, <laughs> I we. If you pre-order For Honor today, you get yourself to five different skins for the Samurai Clan, and you gotta go in there and start playing with all your friends, but make sure you got the power-up rewards card, or else otherwise would you like to purchase and share results to your For Honor comment today. Get her done! Her 
perfect. Yes, the first trailer we watched was for a, a little game. Perhaps you heard of it. It's called Rock Band. Whoa! Whoa! Also, this is the Rock Band VR release date trailer. Does anybody remember what the release date for this one is? This is like uh, April, right? March something? It's your April or March. It's March soon. March 3rd. Soon. Oh, All games come out on March 3rd from now March on. March 3rd okay, so is like, uh... Yeah? Go ahead. No. Yeah? No? no? What is March what 3rd is March like? 3rd What's March 3rd like? March 3rd, like? March 3rd is like, it's like the 3-3. gates of video games opening. I don't know. Um, March 3rd is the Citizen Kane of release dates. Rosebud. Yeah, there you go. It comes out March 23rd. <laughs> 23rd. Ah, see, I was almost right. I got one of the numbers right. 323. Three. Yeah, Wait, Okay, so this trailer showed... Uh, just your ordinary dude, and it was like this is actual f- uh, gameplay. And so he puts on a, a, <laughs> an Oculus headset, and then he's transported then he's in into the, the game. world of Rock Band. And he's on stage, which is with on a, a stage. He also has with, has a plastic controller with a Oculus Touch controller on the top. Yes, of it. it has yes. like a thing. Str- yeah, it has the touch controller strapped to so the, the headstock. So, so the game notes. So so, so, well, yeah. So the game knows with the guitar neck is i guess yeah which is fine okay and then the rest of the trailer is just him just kind of awkwardly shuffling about the stage playing his guitar and then there's like you can see some of the ui elements as he kind of turns his head a little bit like i don't understand how you play that game yeah what was weird is that they don't show a note highway so i don't know if it's just if it is in the game, circles or what, filling up. Or what it is? It said actual VR gameplay. Yeah, in the trailer, and they didn't show any. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Who can say? But it also showed him, and I, you you wouldn't see him in the game. If, you know, it wasn't from his perspective, is what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's so it's really weird yeah. how that's actual VR game. I like, guess, but they put stuff up there to like make it show like a UI. So why? Yeah, and there was there was a part where like stuff came out flying out of his guitar because the controllers on the guitar so that you know they could i mean there's definitely some cool things that could happen with i i could see it being you know a decent vr game for sure but i'm i'm just kind of done with rock band is the thing and also single player single player rock band is also a bit yeah it's not it's not uh yeah i mean like yeah i i just it's weird because this this trailer just feels so far down the rung of like kind of budget title in a weird way that I'm yeah. just kind of like what happened to Rock Band in a weird way, you know? They have officially become, oh. you know, you know your favorite uh 1980s rock band that you know, used to be on top of the world playing like huge sold out stadiums. And now they're at like the county fair, you know, yeah. that's what the rock band is now. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty like they straight up. were like, think- we're doing a, a fig on. You want to play rock band Four on PC? PC? And then everybody was like, no. no. And they're like, all right. See you later, guys. <laughs> We're well, not making that was, one that was, then. That was our set. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll be selling uh, merch over by the cotton candy. Uh, so new, different game. A new different player, game. Uh, is it battle, battlegrounds? No, this is player unknowns. Tra- player unknowns battlegrounds. Close beta teaser. Close beta trailer. This looked like uh, someone was like, "I want my battlefield," but 
not exactly the same. I don't remember anything about this trailer. This was so it had, it had a swat, it had a, it had a sickle and hammer at one point. That was it was that. Oh yes, that was, it, was, it did. Just like a statue. It just, was, I, I just all the iron sights look bad to me. It's a weird thing that's to say. What but you like got the iron away. sights and also the hip <laughs> firing look person? bad. I can't it remember. It was it had it person? showed for it showed first person, but it also showed behind the back third person. Yeah. As well? and, it, and, it, and it implied it was some sort of like so it was like Rainbow multiplayer Six shooter. Yeah, but it also looked like it might have had a single player story. So who knows? I don't know, man. <laughs> yes, uh, it bored it Ethan so much. He's bored now Ethan Johnson. I'm just like the I, Elder I remember Scrolls, this game. The Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind. Do you guys like Morrowind? You guys think Morrowind's I never the played best Morrowind. Skyrim, I never, best Skyrim game? I played it for like a minute Souls and game? didn't understand it, so... You guys, like, everyone likes Morrowind. Mm. Morrowind. Mm. Morrowind's the one that everyone likes. Yeah, that's the everyone. That's the one that everyone likes. I think that's the one everyone is a hipster, they says they like. So, like, Morrowind's yeah, well, the better everyone, one. Everyone, everyone who's been an Elder Scrolls fan a for longer gamer. than... Well, like, I think a lot of people came on board with Oblivion. Like, I think that was kind of the, the first mainstream... Yeah, Elder Scrolls in a, in a big way. And then everyone was like Skyrim, wow! And then Skyrim, I mean, you know, obviously Skyrim was the one that blew up and took over the internet. But I feel like so now everyone's coming out and going like, yeah, it, it was the, really it the was one. it was like it was the best one. Marwin was the like obscure Xbox like original game that like a bunch was it on Xbox? Yes, really? it was yes. original Xbox. Oh, wow, as well as PC. But it was also on PC. Yeah, it was obviously. also on PC, but but it was like that. Obscure action RPG that people were like, "This is crazy! Look at all this crazy stuff you could do. You could just like pick up anything in the environment, do all this weird stuff." But like, only a handful of people I feel like actually played Morrowind, and Oblivion is where On the Xbox, especially. Yeah, and Oblivion is decent. Yeah, decent PC following. Yeah, because I mean, it. I what what which Elder Scrolls was Morrowind? Was it that was three? three. Yeah, three. so yeah. so it the series had already had kind of a. You know, a cult following on PC, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's definitely the next step into like getting a new audience. I don't know. Like this, this, uh, the Elder Scrolls Online trailer, this trailer did nothing for me because I have no reverence for Morrowind. I was just like, okay, that looks cool, I guess. I don't know. You get, yeah, they like, put a bear. Morrowind into Skyrim as well. There's a part, there's like a, there's like a whole expansion. Yes. That for, for Morrowind, in, in, like you'd go to Morrowind in the Skyrim game. It's just like, they're very much like, oh, everyone really likes Morrowind now. We got to. Gotta add that. Gotta add that into everything we do. Yeah. Which fine, whatever. So this, we haven't actually. I, I'm surprised this, this game's still kicking. What's more, most surprising to me is that what's what is the current audience for the Elder Scrolls Online? Are people still kicking around in that game? I mean, obviously I, they have I, to. I feel so like it actually extent. was doing decently well, despite like the jokes everybody, you know, including us, mm-hmm. make about that game. I feel like it. the people who really liked that game, I feel like had it has its following enough to be profitable. I saw a box copy of Wildstar at Target the other day. Oh, Remember damn. Wildstar. Wow, I do. Yeah. yeah. Barely. That was the first time I remember that game and couple years when I saw that box art I was like oh yeah okay all right guys I'm moving on to the next one here what do you guys say about ghosts I There's, like busting them yeah busting makes make me feel, feel good? good yeah yeah uh well but what do you guys feel about snipers I hate them uh, yeah I don't I really like em. snipers that much honestly what, what do you guys feel about warriors I love oh, them specifically if they are the ultimate warrior <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you guys feel about betas? 
they're not as cool uh, as they're not as cool as alphas, bro. Go back to Reddit. <laughs> I don't know. If I put two of them together, they usually fight and one of them dies. So, um, Alright, so Woody, so if we had a Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 beta trailer... Mm. I, would you would ask us what I thought about you, 3? Would you say it... Would you I don't say like 3 it, at all. <laughs> 3 sucks. Would you, would you say it looks like the most generic shooter man game? No, because hey. that was PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. No, no that, guys, was like a, that was like a bad... Shooter man game. This is like a generic. No. Like this. This one looked triple A. Like graphics look good. It you know it it <sighs> you can go in the iron sights, but it also just looked like the most generic thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and it also had about like ten seconds of sniping in a one minute and thirty. Yeah, second I heard those games like after the first one they kind the second one like kind of got away from the sniping. So like, I don't like sniping. It's too hard. Just, like, I mean, this trailer suits. is like seventy percent not sniping, and then like. 15% sniping and then like 15% like panning over levels and being like you gotta make sure to secure this third world country or whatever and there was a distinctive part where the narrator she said something along the lines of like stabilize the country just stabilize the country by murdering everyone. Well, they didn't say by murdering yeah. everyone, but yeah. No, they like, didn't. But the, no, no, but no, what she did say, though, was like, like the very beginning is like, snipe your foes, be the best warrior, or something like that. And then it goes like, get up close, shoot them. It's like, wait, that's not what sniping is. Like, that, that's, yeah. that's the exact opposite. It has some tonal issues. <laughs> sniping. What are you, sniper ghost? Are you a sniper Also, or a ghost? the tagline is, be more. Be more, just be, be more. more than a sniper, duh. That's that's I, very, I um, that's very Squarespace. You should. <laughs> Build sniper, beautiful. sniper, sniper, Ghost Warrior Three. You should. Wait, yeah, I was you gonna should. say, is Squarespace build it? You should, Not or anymore. is it build it beautiful? It, 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 no, it will. It, it was build it beautiful. Then it was you should, and now it is something. They they change it every few bits. Huh. I can't remember what it, is, uh, what it is currently. I will be a fan of Squarespace just because that is how I got the Jeff Bridges sleeping tapes. <laughs> Where can you find, but you know what you can't find on Squarespace is the Ethan Hawke sleeping, the sleeping Ethan tapes. Hawk sleeping tapes. If you yogurt can find <laughs> the yogurt tapes, the penguins full of gummy tummy, full of soft tummies from Trader Joe's. Yes. So, yes. listen, we got one other trailer here. One last trailer. If it's a doozy, flat out four, total insanity. Not Fallout 4, flat out four, or as it's oh, said shit, right. in the logo, four out. Flat out. Flat out. Yes. Total insanity. So does any? I think I was the only one who's played a flat out game. I've seen them, but yeah, I've not actually played one. Yeah, flat out is a is a never played it. Is a kind of a I I described it as kind of a budget burnout game. But the big gimmick here is that uh, you can launch your driver in kind of a goofy ragdoll way out of the car and. Like there's a whole handful of mini games, which they showed like f- a couple for a couple of seconds in this one, um, 
like launch the launch the driver out and do like a like a high jump or launch them out and try to get them through like flaming rings or whatever. And it can be fun like a fun little distraction in that, but also then you have to play a kind of okay racing game which is uh looks like what this one's pretty much is same same sort of idea. Yeah, no, wait, what are you talking about? This one's total insanity, Ricardo. Oh, excuse me. This is total, total insanity. insanity. It, was, it was insane. It's totally insane. It was totally insane. It was like. How much insane? Totally. Well, I know that some cars hit some other cars at one point and they exploded. That's never happened. <sighs> I, um, side note, I started, I played Burnout the other day, Burnout Paradise. Yes. Uh, Living in it's weird how good that paradise. It's weird how good that game feels still, despite being like came out what two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Once or twice, living in a burnout paradise. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing that starts as soon as you as soon as you start up a uh, burnout paradise is. Yeah, that was a great rendition of it, but man, that game is that game's still good. It's still a good game. It's good. I still think Burnout Three is my favorite, but there, the the, the, the racing, the racing genre has has really fallen by the wayside. They keep uh, hearing things about Forza, but Forza Horizon. I like how we're not but, even talking yeah, about the game. Yeah, that but that's one <laughs> franchise, and it's not even on all platforms. That's like, true. It's it's a Microsoft Almost. exclusive. All right, guys. So it's gonna be difficult, but who won the? Tra- which one won the trailer trash? Shit, I really don't know. Uh, These are all bad. Uh, Rock Band VR. Rock Band VR, just because it made me go, "What the hell is this game? I want to actually see it." Because I like Rock Band, and uh, they do some. They maybe they change up how you play it. I don't know. Um, they look a lot better than all these other games. As far as games, I would actually play from all these if you're Rock Band VR, despite not having a VR headset. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I would probably say, gosh, I really make your decision. I would say flat out four was the most colorful and it had the music that I remember the best. So (laughs) that one, maybe maybe it'll be fun. Yeah, you know what? I forgot about the killers, but now I'm remembering the killers, and I'm gonna have to say uh, <laughs> Rock Band VR is my All right, yeah. Yeah. Well, now we just have a winner, and it's not just a three way split. Yeah, I was gonna be uh, like that one, Ethan. I was gonna like be like Sniper Ghost Warrior because it's stupid that you didn't really snipe most of the time. Yeah, and I like stupid things. <laughs> I like stupid things. If you like, I stupid, like stupid things. things if you like stupid things, I'm, you obviously do because you listen to this podcast. Hey! So. Um, if, you, uh, if you like stupid things, then you should go ahead and tell us you like stupid things by liking us on Facebook. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already. We'd really appreciate it. Give us a rating and review. That would be cool. Um, we are on Twitter at pixel underscore legends. And our website, of course, is pixellegends.com with one L. So, that's all the places that you can find us, and we have links to all those places on our website as well, as well as our YouTube, all that good stuff. 
check us out. Ethan. Yeah. Anything else? Um, uh, Passion Fruit Kicker got me through all those trailer yes. trashes. That's good. I'm glad. I, I finished my beer within five minutes of us starting to record. Yeah, so me too. I, I got another need, one. I did not. I should have. That, that would have been a smart thing for me to do. Because it's been really uncomfortable sitting on the floor without <laughs> a desk in this You'll get apartment. a desk soon. I'm going to get a desk this week. So Thank that will be arriving on Wednesday before the next podcast starts. So next time this will not be a problem, hopefully. Uh, that's it, folks. Ricardo. Yeah. Anything, what up? anything to take us out? This is what's going to take us out. You sit there in your heartache, waiting for some VR to do something with your UI. Are you playing this? I don't know. Just strum, and it doesn't look a thing like Jesus. Cause he is doesn't strum it now. And you remember 